0: All right, Shaggy, so the regular season is over. The matchups for the playoffs are complete. The Colorado Avalanche won the Central. An incredible regular season, but the journey is not done for this Avalanche team. Don't think just because it was a struggle to get to the top of the Central, they are done. A lot to get to on this episode of Locked on Avalanche. Starting right now.
1: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom. Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. And you can find us on our social media outlets LOP and underscore avalanche on Twitter, locked on avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions locked on avalanche at gmail.com. Make sure to follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube and hit subscribe. Get notified when a new show goes live and definitely sign up and subscribe to our subtext uh, where you can chat with Kyle and I on a one on one. Basis link to that is in the show notes below. All right, sir. Uh, we will get to our later on in our third segment. We will be giving our predictions. What we're going to do is just our predictions for the first round, not the entire playoffs. We'll go round by round, but what we will do today is we'll just do the first round as well as our Stanley Cup final prediction. So we'll get to that because that's you know the meat of the sandwich. Everybody wants that, right? And then as far as the first rounds go, we'll, we'll talk about those as well. But we will start with uh, before the weekend took place, the Avs locked up the Central Division and uh, a fantastic game, an entertaining game. Uh, Nathan McKinnon is a god, and I think we all need to bow down to him. Um, un- incredible. Incredible performance by him. Incredible come back by this team as a whole in terms of a regular season and I think when you look back this is one of the more impressive regular seasons that the Avalanche have had not in terms of they're just blowing everybody away but because they had to battle for this thing pretty much for the whole season they were never in a spot where they were like 10 points up and then faltered and then had to re-acclimate themselves this was a struggle since November
1: And the fascinating thing about this team coming off the Stanley Cup, it was just a couple months ago. They were on the outside looking in. And that was the narrative for a little bit like an NHL Network. What are the defending Stanley Cup champions going to do? And the injuries were, of course, the storyline throughout the season. But you got career years out of Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen. And Nate showed up against the Predators. And, of course, it came down to game 82. To secure the Central, but for everything to happen to this team. No land to scug. Kale McCarr, not there for Game 82. And you still lock up the Central. It's an absolute testament to how this team is built top to bottom. And you get contributions from Mulligan, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. And it's it's incredible to see what this team has been able to put together and you kind of get accustomed to the winning and blowing teams out and winning, like being, like you said, 10 points ahead. But you take this, this road for granted of getting back into this position and you kind of forget, like, the Avalanche have rattled off a six-game winning streak, a seven-game winning streak. like. Yeah. <clears throat> and when it's interrupted, everybody complains about the loss. But everybody forgets that they're making up so much ground over this time that it puts them in this back-to-back central spot and it's a good place to be yeah
0: it's crazy you mentioned that they they were there was a point where they were technically out of a playoff spot it was very early on well i should early on to like middle of the season but they were never like even that like when i said they were never like 10 points up and then faltered they were never like 10 points out of yeah. a playoff spot either right they, they were a couple game a couple points a couple games out of a, a playoff spot but they never got so far back where you were like, should we throw in the towel? I know there was some panic button moments when they had that horrible stretch around the new year. They just were not playing good hockey. But despite that, they were never completely out of it. And I don't think anybody ever counted them completely out of at least getting a playoff spot. I think everybody was kind of in the same mode of, well, they'll, they'll get going enough to at least grab a, a playoff spot. It's going to be a battle to get there. But when that was happening, when that losing streak was happening right around the new year, you know, we, we were sitting here like, yeah, we think they'll get a playoff spot. To win the division? No, I I, I don't think I didn't think that was going to happen. Not because they needed to play incredible hockey, but I just didn't think the teams at the top would falter that much it just be you have to have two things happen at once you got to play incredible hockey and the other teams have to come back down to earth and those things happened right and and i didn't know this but the um nhl twitter page put up the largest point differential faced by a division winner um the Avalanche were 14 points back which is the sixth most all time I didn't, uh, that really wasn't anything talked about because I don't think anybody really thought the Avalanche were eventually going to catch, you know, and they did right at the end. And and that that's, that goes to speak to Jared Bednar, and we'll definitely talk about him in a minute too. But um, like I said in the beginning, I think when you look back on this season, let's, let's play like, you know, worst case scenario that the Avalanche don't win uh, the Stanley Cup again, which is so hard to do. I don't I can't look back on this season as like a failure in the fact that of of what you accomplished, considering the odds, considering everything. When you look at this season and and you have to take into account all of the trials that they went through, to win the central is a a feather in your hat. It's, It's not what you want. You want to win the whole thing, obviously. But when it's all said and done, if you don't. I think you can still look back and it's like, man, we battled and, and we we gave the rest of the league a, a pretty good scare there for a little while.
1: Yeah, I remember the narrative being during that losing streak and losing stretch. As long as we get in the playoffs, as long as we get in the playoffs. And that was everybody's yeah. kind of their line after the next injury came out, whether it was Nechushkin or whether it was Arturi Lekinin or Bo Byram. It was as if we could get this team in the playoffs, we'll be OK. Little did we know we're going to capture the Central again with all of the the injuries and just the wacky, like the Nashville Watergate game. Like nothing was working for the Avalanche, but the Avalanche managed to climb back in quietly. It was Mm. one of those that the league kind of took notice of what the Avalanche were doing three days before game 82. When they put yeah, out those scenario like, things like, oh, yeah, by the way, the Avalanche have a chance to catch the Central tonight. Surprise. And not only that, man, like, like you said, like the, the, the game against the Predators it was that
0: makeup game. And just how poetic is it? Like that happened months ago. So they tack it on at the end of the season and and everything rides on it. Yep. It's not just a game that's just a throwaway game. It's like, no, the, the, the meaning to this is huge. It's almost like even if even if the you know they didn't have the water main issues they they should have just like said you know what i we think this game will be important for the abs let's just put it at the end of the season anyway Yeah, it, it like it just was like meant to be that that happened something that you never see happen for a game to be postponed like that and everything rides on it when you eventually get around to playing that for the abs anyway everything did it was it was great. it was a great game on
1: top of it yeah i mean come on if you got, uh, and it was an awesome bookend on the season for Nathan McKinnon to get a hat trick. Like it, it just, it just right. kind of was like the icing on the cake. Yeah. And he's honestly been the leader through all of this. He's been the one that everyone has rallied around. And like we mentioned, he's having a career year for him to get a hat trick in that final game and just kind of, you know, put that extra oomph on, hey, the central mm. is ours.
0: Man, that like this is the best time of the year, obviously, yep. you know, going into NHL playoffs, but those those last few games for the Avs with Edmonton um and then with the Predators, not that the Predators were playing for anything in the playoff spot, but just you know, the, the, the atmosphere there and then McKinnon getting that goal with just over a minute to go like to get the hat trick, um, four points, and and you know, you just have to clamped down for another minute or so to, to get the division. It had playoff-like atmosphere. So I am juiced and ready oh, yeah. to come. In. I oh, cannot yeah. wait for this. Can't wait for it. Um, A couple more things to get to, including injury news, and um, we'll talk a little bit Jared Bednar and Alexander Georgiev. We were throwing around. How many of these final games would he play? Played them all. So we'll get to that. that's why we do podcasts uh but first athletic greens and we've been talking about athletic greens for quite a while now what is it you put one delicious scoop of ag1 into a glass of water and you are absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics and aptogens to help you start Your day, right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, even your aging, everything that's important to you. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you're eating keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or even gluten-free, and it contains less than one gram of sugar. There's no GMOs. There's no nasty chemical or artificial taste or anything because it tastes delicious. It might look green in color. But the stuff tastes mighty fine. I have to say so myself. It's part yeah. of my
1: it's part of my day every day.
0: It is. You're hooked on it. I can I tell people it.
1: that for sure. Yeah,
0: it costs you less than three dollars a day, and you're investing in your health. So it's cheaper than your Starbucks or Dunkin' Cold Brew habit. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Once again, it's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, so uh, why don't we start with Alexander Georgiev because it, he it's it's like what's going on in Boston and what's going on in, in you know for the Islanders with Sorokin and they're like those guys are getting the headlines and I get it um, and it's just the, the more that Georgiev plays and he's up there with with mm-hmm. the stats he's up there with them. Um. He continues to kind of just slide under the radar. And we were throwing around these last three games for the Avalanche, right? Like, we, especially because they had a back-to-back to end the season. We were like, ah, there's no way that he plays both of those games. But we knew that all three of these games were going to be important uh, because, you know, the division's on the line. I was thinking he was going to play against the Jets. And then, you know, that last game against the Pred- I thought he was going to play that. But he played, he played everything. I, and, I, so, I mean, if to tell me that the Evans weren't going after the division, that
1: tells you otherwise. And that win against Nashville put him tied for first with wins on the season. And he's sitting second for shutouts, I believe. He's got five. And up Did he fall six. to second for that? Yeah. It Sorokin with, with six. So, okay, it's surprising. You kind of want to keep him hot, I guess, going into the playoffs. Like, I didn't think you would see this much of him, but your gift that you got in that Predators game—I'd be very confident with him in a series. Yeah, I think they were just thinking, "Hey,
0: we'll play him because we're going to get days off." Yeah, you know, and for them, it was three days because they're playing Tuesday, so that was good enough for them. Like, hey, we'll we'll play him back to back. Hopefully, win the division, which they did. And then you can rest up three days is like three weeks at this stage in the season. Right. <laughs> when, when you, when you have that many up, but <clears throat> I, you know, the, the, the he's, he's not going to clearly, he's not going to win the Vezina. Um, I think it's even a long shot for him to be one of the finalists, which I think is yeah. just not right. I, I just don't think I feel people just are always going Hellebuck. They're kind of enamored with Hellebuck and, and rightfully so he's great. Um, But I think you're going to have, you know, Sorokin and then uh, Allmark. And and there's your three. And that's not to take anything from from those guys. But when you have the discussions of who's having great seasons, he's kind of like a footnote. He's thrown in there. Nobody's like completely ignoring him. But it's almost like that last news bit on your local news, like the last 30 seconds where it's like, oh, by the way, this guy too. And he's having as good, not better, as good a season as those guys that just continue to get talked about all the time
1: yeah and it's it, you kind of feel bad for him but then you also what better team to be a footnote where the entire team no matter yeah. what you do you're a footnote compared to the rest of the league yeah like when you have names like Olmark and Gustafson and Hellebuck and you don't hear that much out of Vasileski anymore where that used to be an mm-hmm. everyday conversation um new names have floated to the top and your has kind of been around for a while and then again the same with Jared Bednar it's Well, of course, you're a member of the Avalanche. You should have good numbers. And and
0: this is going to go down, in my opinion, as his best coaching Mm. job ever for him. You know, when you you throw around like best coach of the year, it kind of goes like with the MVP thing, right? Is it the guy who just had an incredible season and just threw out gaudy stats, which – Connor McDavid has done and will win it based on like he's having an otherworldly seat. Like we haven't seen a a season like this in a while. So when a guy does that, he's deserving of winning the MVP or do you go by the, the phrase itself and who's the most valuable, right? So for coaching or for the best coach, is it the coach of the best team or is it the guy who, who needed to coach his butt off to get his players to buy in injury after injury, after injury, everybody bought into the system and they go out and win the division. That is a coaching job. Yeah, And I'm not trying to take away anything from Cassidy, but you or I could have went out there and pr- maybe around the halfway point when they're on cruise control and, and they still could have done pretty well. Like yeah. when, when you're coaching a team like that, you just have to make sure nobody gets hurt, and they take care of themselves. So who
1: who did the better coaching job Cassidy, through, through the course of the season? Cassidy did less with more, and Bednar did more with less. That's a great way to put it, man. That is a great way to put it.
0: So that's kind of where we, we – I won't be so upset if, if uh, Georgiev doesn't even get in the finalists. He should, if you ask me. But I don't think, you know, he's clearly not going to win it. Uh, would it be a snub if he didn't get in the finalists? Eh, uh, maybe a little bit because there's a lot of good guys that had a really yeah. good seasons for goalies. But man, like I will be if Jared Bednar doesn't get a finalist. I don't think he's going to win it because when, when you have a team that breaks records like that the Bruins do, Cassie's pretty much got it locked up, right? He does. Yeah. So, um, but should Bednar be in that discussion? and you can't convince me otherwise.
1: Yeah, it's a a rough year for the Avalanche when everything has been so hard for on the team, but yet they are doing such like incredible stuff like Jorgiev. And you got Connor McDavid doing incredible stats and it kind of overshadows Nathan McKinnon and Mika Rantanen's year. You got Cassidy coaching one of the best teams of all time, overshadowing Bednar's coaching job. It's a rough year for the Avs, even though they're having one of their better years of all time and shattering franchise oh. numbers that the league is doing incredible things too.
0: I am I'm, I'm locked into last year and I apologize. Cause I keep saying uh, Cassidy I'm stuck in last year. It's not Cassidy. It's Montgomery. Montgomery is, is that's right.
1: Dallas's former coach. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. That's right. I'm just in last Once year. Once again, it <coughs> shows you how great of a coaching job. <laughs> if we
0: yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So but- uh, yeah, whatever. But um, Montgomery will win it. Montgomery will win it easily. Um, but I think Jerry Benner should be in this discussion, hands down.
1: It, but at that point, it's what really it's not like Jim Montgomery came in there and had a sweeping change of philosophy. Well, he might have had a little bit of a change in philosophy, but he didn't have a change in roster. Yeah, it's it was pretty and, much and, the and same the team, but changed. healthier.
0: Yeah, and the roster changed on a daily basis for the Avalanche. If a guy comes in, he's going to change the philosophy, he's going to change like the you know their style of play and stuff like that. He's gonna he's gonna implement something new. And the Bruins took to it, clearly. So yeah, you deserve credit for I'm not I'm not trying to take away, but I'm just saying coaching. Who did a coaching job? And 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 I think Jared Bednar did to the letter of the term and and the the definition, the Webster's dictionary of coaching
1: is exactly what Jared Bednar did this year. If I was in those meetings for the award, I would just say there were moments that uh, Curtis McDermott played forward. Mm. I rest my case. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Um,
0: A couple or just, yeah, I guess some injury news that Chris McFarland was um, talking about. He thinks Cal McCarr and Josh Manson should be ready to go for game one. Not – 100% 100% certain on that, but he felt pretty good. Like, if they're not good for game one, maybe by game two. So they're kind of on like towing that line right now, right? Um, but he's not sure on Darren Helm. Didn't really, didn't sound like he kind of set when he made the comments, kind of separated. So he put them in like two, two different sentences. He didn't, he didn't lump Helm in with uh, yeah. Makar and Manson, said Makar and Manson and then Helm. On the other end of it. Yeah. So I was a little bit like, yeah, like, okay, McCarr and Manson, hopefully, are good to go by game one. Helm,
1: not so much. Honestly, maybe if we it. could get Kale McCarr back, yeah. oh, it, it's been nice to see the Avalanche make this push. It'd be so much nicer to have Kale McCarr back so it doesn't have to feel like a push. Yeah. It just feels like business as usual again. That's what I miss. Yeah, I know. And that'd be a big, big, big push for you know
0: game one. Crowd's going to be going crazy. <clears throat> um, I was saying to a lot of people like, how how great would it be if, if Landis Cogs' first game back, if he came back, was in the playoffs at home, yeah, in front of that crowd? Uh, you'll get something similar for Kale McCarr because yep. obviously everybody knows that he's hurt. He didn't miss <laughs> nearly as much time as Gabe Landis, but he missed some time, so you have game one. Playoffs in Denver and Kale McCarr coming back. He's that's his first game back in a couple weeks. You'll get just as much craziness at Ball Arena than you would for like a a Gabe Landeskog return. Close.
1: He's been missed. Yeah, definitely.
0: All right, uh, let's get to it, my friend. We're gonna do our, our predictions for round just round one. We're not gonna go full. Uh, NCAA bracket and fill it all out right now. <laughs> We're just going to go round one and our final. We have a bracket
1: challenge for that.
0: We do. Yeah, I should put, uh, I'll, I'll put that in the show notes as well. There, there is a bracket, that bracket challenge that you see going around um, all over the place on NHL sites, but we do have one. I'll put that in the show notes too if you want to join up for that. It's open to anybody. So um, let me get to the website that I had open that now shut on me for some reason that uh had all the first round matchups. I think we're going to could... start in the east here. So I got it right here. <laughs> okay. Um Alright. We'll start in the east and uh I think the easiest one here is the Bruins and Panthers. So how many games do you have the Bruins winning this? Honestly, this one would be a sweep. Boston. I, it's so difficult to predict a sweep but I feel like I have to do at least one and this is the easiest one to say, if there was going to be a sweep in the first round, you kind of feel like you could always have that game. I I always like those game threes are always like the first game in the other teams dome. Like you always like that, that could, that's the one that a, a opposing team that's as much as an underdog could win just to, you know, going off the home crowd and stuff like that. But if the Bruins can, can kind of, overcome those, that first 10 minutes of game three, if they are up 2-0. I
1: I see this, yeah, four, five games at the most for me for this one. Yeah, I just, I really don't see with how Florida is and their goaltending issues. Like, I, it's 70% Boston could sweep this thing. 30% they'll win a game by some kind of fluke. But I just don't believe in Florida. No, no. I mean, Florida has
0: been playing good. You want to play good heading into the playoffs. And they are, but you're running into a buzzsaw, clearly, with the Bruins. Um, Maple Leafs and Tampa. Seems like the annual first-round matchup for these guys. Does Tampa Bay get off of the first-round schneid that the Avalanche is so
1: familiar with for the second round? Sorry, Toronto. Not this year. You don't think so? No. Okay. I'm going Tampa in this one, and this is a six-game series. I think it's a six-game um, I do. I think this is the year Tampa
0: – if if Tampa can get past the first round – Oh, Toronto? Or, I'm sorry, Toronto. If Toronto can get past the first round, I think so much weight is off their shoulders and, and they will just play a little bit more loose. If if, th- if this is going to be in their head, it's very possible. Um, Man, like it's got to end at some point, doesn't it? It has to. I just
1: – I don't know there last year and the year before it felt like there's like some supernatural force against them and now mm-hmm. i'm just i'm bought in i'm like okay they're they're cursed uh, i'll say this other than other than you um
0: adam denker is probably the the host that i talked to the most over at locked on he is not happy with how tampa bay has been playing so, um, Well, this is what Tampa does. They don't care about the regular season. Uh, that's what playoffs. I told him. That's what I told him. He's like, you can't continue to go off of that. And I'm like, well, you know, people are. And he's like, yeah, of course they are. But... Two out of the three
1: last Stanley Cups? Come on,
0: Adam. I know. Um, but I'm not going to go with them, man. I, I, I think Toronto turns this thing around. And I think this is a seven-game series again. And Toronto gets, gets past them.
1: I do. Mm.
0: That's where I'm at. Um, Devils the new york rangers i think this could be another good series but i know where you're going with this one but how many games i this
1: one's honestly maybe a five game series oh man really I, this is this is the devils they they're here to make a statement the rangers are doing mm-hmm. business it, it, the same thing that scares me in seattle is the same thing that should scare the east with new jersey cool. they are here to take names kind of unproven though in the playoffs well one way to do a while. That. One way to do that. Yeah. This team is built for it. Like, goaltending is their shakiest spot. Defense, they're solid. Forwards are deep for days. That's,
0: and, and that's, th- this one for me was like the toughest one to, to pick. Um, because I just feel like it's, it's a pretty evenly matched series. I would lean more towards the Devils with certain things than I would for the Rangers. But the one where you lean heavily, is in the goalie position, yeah. and goalie like playing goal in the playoffs is like pitching for baseball in the playoffs, and for, just for that reason, I just feel like I have to go the Rangers. But I think it's going to go seven. I think it's going to go seven, and and I think it's just uh, it could be one of those high because they both have high scoring offenses. Yeah, uh, but can can Shisterkin shut them down? I think I, you know he's capable of doing that. If he can't, you're looking at what you said. Maybe like a five-game Devils series. Yeah. If he can't, a lot's going to be
1: riding on him. Yeah, Vita Vanicek, if he can play like he did in the regular season, it'll be fine, but he has those weird games.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: if a couple of those in the playoffs, you're out. So yeah. it's yeah. it's up in the air there.
0: Um, and the last one in the East, Carolina Hurricanes and the New York Islanders. What do you got for this one? <laughs> Carolina and five. Yeah, I'm there with you. And uh, I, I, I like the Islanders team, but um, I think I think Carolina is is darn good. They are a tough team to beat. They are just solid from top to bottom. So I, I think I agree with you. I think the Islanders might sneak one out. Um, the the Hurricanes have had a couple of games. One including uh, the Avalanche, the one that I went to. They've had a couple of these games where they completely outplay their opponent and lose. Yeah, you might get something like that. A fluke loss but i think overall you're getting a five game series a carolina team that's
1: looking to shake off you know the year in year out playoff woes they're really trying to make a push this year with that team if it Mm -hmm. doesn't happen who knows what carolina looks like next year yep um switch over to the west let's start with uh
0: the dallas stars and minnesota wild we got the division matchup
1: uh that the avalanche avoided what do you got for here uh Which version of the devil do I want to pull for? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This might be crazy. I feel like this could be a Minnesota in six. Mm -hmm. That's not crazy. Not crazy.
0: Um, I mean, Dallas has been pretty good all season long, but um, a couple struggles here and there, but I think they've been pretty consistent. Minnesota... Uh, up and down season but they were riding high for a little while they had the division for a little while and then they kind of let it slip through their fingers so um man th- th- this is going to be a tough series to pick but i think i think this thing goes 7 and i think minnesota just sneaks it out yeah i do but this could go either way really
1: minnesota's um, physical enough to get dallas out of there quick yeah yeah
0: definitely uh vegas and the winnipeg jets this one could get ugly
1: five game for the gold domers
0: I don't know. Like, uh, maybe I'm just thinking, like, you know, giving too much credit to the goalies, but you got, I think Hellebuck can steal you a game or two. So I still think it's Vegas, but I think, I think it'll go like six. I think it'll be a six game series, but Vegas, it wouldn't it's,
1: surprise me if it goes five. It's all dependent on which Winnipeg team shows up. Yes. Yeah. Last time the Avalanche played Winnipeg, that was a vapid and just empty team. Yeah. So. Very true. Well, there was a lot of guys missing, so um
0: Oilers and Los Angeles Kings. It's could be a good one. You know what? <clears throat> Why not? Kings and seven. That's what I got. And really? I'm not try- yeah. And I'm not trying to you know <laughs> how I'm so big on goaltending in the playoffs, the Oilers don't have it. Yeah. They just don't have it. Uh, not not to where it should be. Not, not, you know, Stanley Cup caliber, playoff caliber. It's okay, but it needs to be great. And I just don't feel like they have it. And you can't outscore teams game after game in the playoff. And that's what they're going to try to do. It's possible it might win you a game or two, but you really think you can go that far? It's worked for them, like, throughout the season, but this is the playoffs. This is a different animal um and i and i think it'll win them some games but i think when it goes seven
1: um i just think the kings will take it in seven games this is gonna be a good series the kings are that friend of a friend that you bring to a party and destroys everything because he doesn't know anybody there and he's not gonna have to deal with the repercussions like he's just like it's cool to be here what do i have to lose and he just has a great time that's what the kings they don't they shouldn't be here yet their rebuilds not due like uh they they they're along they, than you think. Yeah, it it's really is. it should be like next year, or the year after, before they should be making this kind of impact. So they're kind of in on house money. So what do they have to lose? Like just being here is better than they anticipated. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I, maybe like the the seating that they were at, but uh, maybe they're thinking could get it like a wild card. Or yeah. something. but um, don't sleep on them. No, nope. they're a, they're a really good team. So uh clearly if i if i think they can beat the oilers but could go either way if, I, if i'm going seven clearly i think this is going to be a good series and it wouldn't surprise me if the oilers win it because they're having a really good season but like i said i'm just big on the goalie side of things when it comes to the postseason and i just don't know if the oilers have it and finally we have our boys the abs going up obviously against the seattle kraken um i, w- I will be doing a crossover tomorrow with erica Of locked on Kraken, just her and I will be doing a crossover for that. So, uh, that will be tomorrow's episode where we'll kind of break things down. Uh, but for now, I guess I'll throw my pick out there now, give you a little
1: spoiler alert. But, uh, what what do you you think for Avs and Kraken? This team, I've said it a hundred thousand times, they scare me to death. It's going to be a six game series, but the Avs will squeak it out.
0: It doesn't it doesn't scare me that much, but I, and, and maybe that'll come back to bite me. Uh, but it's just the way that the Avs have been playing to win the division. I feel like they just have so much confidence right now. Kraken don't have Andre Burakovsky. I'm not saying he's Connor McDavid, but he's he's a, a scoring option for them. Um, they're brand new to the playoffs. Uh, they might just be getting in a little bit over their head right now, going up against the Avalanche. Like everything is there for the abs to, to, it's not going to be a sweep. I don't feel it's going to be like that, but I think, you know, you'll get the Seattle that, that third game that I'm talking about that you go back to the other team's place and kind of, you know, they get the juices flowing because it's their first home game. Maybe you lose that one. um, And then you win game four and come back and win game five. I feel like this is going to be a five game series.
1: Watch every game of this playoffs beat seven game series. Probably. Probably. We're getting our due from last year. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, so throw your picks in the uh, comments below over on Twitter or on uh, YouTube obviously Um, and the last thing we're going to do is just right off the top of of the playoffs we'll put out our Stanley Cup finals predictions obviously I think you know we have to throw the avalanche in there I think we're both comfortable doing that not to say it's a home run but they're in a good enough spot where yeah maybe they should get back into the Stanley Cup final but who will they be going up against? What say you? As in Devils. Rematch, 0-1. Yeah, and who, man. So you, you, you'll you, be fine with that. I mean, obviously you'd want the Avalanche to win, but if they don't,
1: your second team is there. I'll quietly cheer, but sob. <laughs> I'll have tears <laughs> of joy and sadness. Um,
0: Yeah, for me, it's like, I, I just love how everybody's sleeping on not sleeping on them, but nobody wants to pick the Bruins because it's almost like it's, it's the easy thing to do is to pick the Bruins. Uh, but the other side of it is like it's going to be tough for them to get there. Um, and and you said something about the Hurricanes that was like if they don't do it this year, it would be interesting to see, see what they look like next year. Like how much change do they go through if they go for another season and don't get to the the promised land, at least, you know some version of that and making the cup final. But I think they do this year, man. I mm. think they get there. And and I think it's going to be an avalanche hurricanes Stanley cup final. Okay. So that's where I'm at for this season. I could will probably be totally wrong. So um what do you think people throw again? And those two throw those in the comments as well. Your first round matchups and what you think the Stanley cup final is going to be. Um, as for us, that's going to wrap it up for today And like I said, tomorrow uh, We'll have the crossover episode with Myself and Erica From Locked on Kraken Because uh, that's game day So we're throwing that episode out uh, The morning of game one In Colorado And then Kyle and I will obviously be back there after that To discuss everything that happened In game one So that'll be it for today, everybody Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day That's always appreciated. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I'm Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche podcast, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, abs, go.